Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 71, Terminator. Dark Fate. Hello and welcome to another very hotly anticipated episode of the LodgeCast. I'm your LodgeMaster with me as always is Brother Bishki. Good morning. Yeah, yes. How are you? (laughs) The resident hothead. I don't really know what to say. Is he a conscientious objector tonight or is he just, is he sleeping where are you, Lucas? Where are you? <laughs> We're giving Lucas the night off tonight. He wasn't he wasn't super uh super jazzed about taking a ride down the Dark Fate Express. A lot of Dark Fates tonight. Um we had initially planned with brother Nathan. Nate and brother Seth, two actual brothers, being on the podcast, but one got sick. Seth is sick up in Michigan, and um brother Nate is stuck at work. So Picking up all that slack with ease and style and grace, we have Brother Justin. (laughs) And thank God we have Brother Justin here. He is a Terminator freak. Listen, let's not get carried away. (laughs) However, I'm optimistic. Oh, man, I want this to be good. Wouldn't that be great if this was good? Wouldn't that be amazing if this was good? But I am a Terminator (laughs) freak. Terminator 2 is my top action movie of all time. Terminator is four bones as well. You can't fuck with T2. Beyond that, I miss some Terminators. Well, let's let's talk about it because the Terminator franchise occupies that awful space in my brain of franchises that just got downright messy yeah like rambo like halloween where there's remakes that are called halloween and rambo and they just start over willy-nilly like what the fuck yeah yeah we got terminator we got t2 judgment day we got terminator 3 rise of the of the machines never saw we have, and then what happened, Justin? I lose track at that point. Then you have Terminator Salvation, and that was the one with that's directed by Mick G. With Christian, that's Christian Bale, where Christian he Bale out. freak out, yeah. which is the most the best thing to come out of that movie, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then Terminator Genesis, which I did see on Fourth of July a few years back, and it was a, in my opinion, woof. I saw it on the plane, and I couldn't finish it. Oof. There was a point where. Daenerys Targaryen calls Arnold Schwarzenegger Papa. Is that does that happen? <laughs> I don't remember. Yes, I, I blotted it from my pops. mind. Oh. Pops, oh, pops, and I don't like that they keep dragging Schwarzenegger out over and over again, as if he's still like they they expect that to be 
titillating. Yeah. It's not anymore. No. I mean, they're dragging them out again tonight, and the box office has been a little lukewarm from what I've heard. The box um, office, I think, has been very lukewarm. <laughs> they're like, this is going to lose $120 million? Yeah, which is crazy. But, that, I mean, that, that shouldn't affect how, how much we enjoy it. Like, no. no. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do what this movie is doing and just pretend that there have only been two Terminator movies sure. before this. Yeah. That's what we're supposed to do, a, right? I think it's a fine idea. They did that with the Halloween franchise. This is a direct sequel to T2. I think you got to throw away the other three. It's uh, um, so uh, messy, but, though. But James Cameron, yeah, it's it's wrong, but James Cameron has said those are happening on an alternative timeline, so they're not completely... But don't they also wheel <laughs> James Cameron out every single movie, and he either gives the Joaquin Phoenix Gladiator thumbs up, thumbs down? Yeah, he gave the thumbs up, he's producing, uh, and uh, this is from his story for T3? Yeah, he, he had some praise for Terminator Genesis, and, <laughs> Whoa. and none, of, none of us remember that movie movie yeah. so but good. linda hamilton's back that's the biggest thing right? i'm looking forward to yeah when was the last time she was in a movie actually the biggest thing i'm looking forward to i was at son of monster palooza a few months ago and i met edward furlong oh i forgot about furlong and, and john connor himself apparently oh. is gonna be in this movie are we gonna give a standing o when he shows up i'm going to um <laughs> i can promise you this much yes Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to commit to a yes. <laughs> we can I'll, do that. I'll get, I commit to a standing ovation for Edward Furlong, looking a little rough, a little haggard. You met from him, right? Year, yeah. You, you got a picture with him? Years of rough relationships and drug use, but he is but still standing, and I and he was his voice is exactly like John Connor. Oh, that's great. I mean, and, if the fate of the world was on your shoulders like that, I mean, uh, you'd do drugs, too. You'd have you know? to, yeah. to cope. Yeah. Now, side note, Bishki, you just recently experienced the majesty of brain scan for the first time. Oh, yeah. That's yes. a furlong special. That is a furlong must see. <laughs> oh, man. I loved it. Trickster might be coming in my Halloween I, costume bag of tricks. I need, I need to see you as Trickster <laughs> one of these Halloweens. But if you have never seen brain scan, scan treat yourself. Brain scramble. Furlong has been an integral part of our of our growing up i feel yeah because we saw we saw eddie furlong in t2 we saw the way his hair just flopped so perfectly in front of his face oh, and there his, was his public enemy shirt there mm -hmm. was yeah. nobody cooler and no. now if you're if you're a youngster watching that movie i can't imagine he's cool <laughs> Like, I yeah. can't imagine someone who didn't grow up marinating in the furlong essence in that movie. Be because his acting is very suspect in that movie. Yeah, no, he's an absolutely hero because my dad took me to one of the few R-rated movies that, probably the only R-rated yes. movie he ever took me to. Yes. Because dads love this movie. Dads and, love T2. Yeah, and it was an event unlike any other. I mean, I can't believe, like... A movie could get this big that my dad would be like, "Get in the car." Yes. I know you're. I know you're ten years old or whatever. Yes. Like, let's go see this R-rated movie. I share this. It was the first R-rated movie I saw in the theater, and my dad took me. Yeah. And my dad was the one who had a very strict ratings system for me, which thank God I I squirmed out of in my teenage years. But that was in full lockdown. It was PG thirteen only. Yeah. I was thinking to myself. 
my dad probably doesn't know this is rated R, and I am not going to be the one to tell him. Yeah. And we went and we had a blast. It yeah. was great. Yeah. I loved it all, even though the nuclear holocaust scene got to me a little bit when I was so young. <laughs> but but yeah, we got Tim Miller, I think his name is. Deadpool, Tim Miller. Deadpool director helming this one. Sure. Why not? So um, I don't know anything about it. I don't know much about it either, but my dad also took me to T2. Oh, my oh, God. wonderful, wonderful. It's great. The Eagles and T2 catnip for dads. We should try to get all our dads to see this one, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> all right. Well, there's no fate but what we make. Let's go into the AMC Century Shitty and experience Terminator Dark Fate. She's going to blow him away. We'll be back. Returned from Terminator Dark Fate. I won't be back. <laughs> you think that was a threat or a promise? He actually says, "I won't be back" in this movie. Uh, at first, people laughed, and then, and then you, Lodge Master, gave a sigh, like, "Oh," and I was like, "Yeah, that is." It's sad. It is sad. He's aging. Arnold. Is... Well, okay. Before before we get into <laughs> we're that, jumping the gun. From Rotten Tomatoes, more than two decades have passed since Sarah Connor prevented Judgment Day, changed the future, and rewrote the fate of the human race. Danny Ramos, Natalia Reyes, is living a simple life in Mexico City with her brother, Diego Boneta, <laughs> and father when a highly advanced and deadly new Terminator, a Rev-9, Gabriel Luna, travels back through time to hunt and kill her. Danny's survival depends on her joining forces with two warriors, mm -hmm. Grace Mm -hmm. Mackenzie Davis and, and hold on coming to it uh, an enhanced super soldier from the future and a battle hardened Sarah Connor there we go Linda Hamilton as the Rev 9 she's oh, <laughs> still going yeah hold on as the Rev 9 ruthlessly destroys everything and everyone in its path on the hunt for Danny the three are led to a T-800 Arnold Schwarzenegger mm -hmm. from Sarah's past and that may be their last best hope Justin what do you think of that schnapps I tuned out a couple minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still thinking about the salad dragon, which the movie opens with. The salad dragon. A scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> well... 
The movie begins in 1998. Oh, yeah. In uh, Mexico or somewhere. In I a, forget. Oh, yeah, it does. In yeah. a very well lit, like from Justin to Kelly lit little cabana bar. Yeah. And uh, Sarah Connor's there, a, a nicely digitally de-aged Sarah Connor, yeah. possibly 100% CG possibly, Sarah Connor. Very possibly. Uh, and she's there with her son, John. Uh, Edward Furlong. Which is kind of strange because T2 is 91. Yeah. And Judgment Day was supposed to take place in 97. And this is a year after that. So and he, he looks, looks younger. He looks younger than T two, but he should be older. I don't understand. Did they use Furlong at all? That's why no. they didn't stand up and clap. I don't think they did, Bishki. <laughs> no. And I looked over to you when that de-aged Furlong came on. I was like, "Are you standing up?" And you were too confused I was to stand too confused. up. I was like, "What is going I, on?" I think that's just Digi Furlong. The beginning of this movie was so confusing, and I often say. If you're if you're doing a franchise, especially if you're doing like a reboot or a sequel to like an earlier sequel, like this is like this is supposed to follow Terminator Two. It, just like when Halloween was supposed to be a sequel to the original Halloween, you have to give the fans what they want when you reintroduce it. You need to. Give them a little bit of that old razzle-dazzle. Give them a bit of that old musical score. They gave us just a little trickle of that do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. And this was a Tuesday night discount crowd. We did not we did not mention that earlier. We may not have even been aware of it. But when those when those beats hit, the audience was ready. The audience was pumped. They were like, woo! And then it was cut short because they mm. fucking cut it short. And then... We're in the well-lit cabana. Smash cut. What the fuck are we looking at? John Connor, who you love, getting shot. He gets gets wasted. A de-aged Schwarzenegger comes out of nowhere with his Ocean Pacific Pacific Sunwear gear on, takes out a shotgun, and just blasts him. Blows him away. And de-aged Sarah Connor is screaming. And again, it all looks like an old Navy ad. Like, I don't know why. I, I think they probably wanted it to look like an idyllic situation. It was a dream sequence because it looked so old Navy. It looked yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And that's that's your scene? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's that's gosh. one way to do it. And that's and that's John Connor. That's that's a wrap on Furlong, folks. Spoiler oh, alert. God damn. That's all we get. We I was ready to see grizzled. Modern day 2019 furlong. We were we were thirsty for it. We were hungry for it and thirsty for it. I was doing well, so many yeah. There's so much to mine there story-wise, because he would no longer be humanity's savior right. because they prevented the thing that would have made him a savior. So what does that do to you as right. a person? He could be a janitor somewhere but that still knows shit. But he yeah. looks perfect for like yes. for like I've been like my life is so messed up because of of all the stuff I all went this through. Terminator hijinks. Yeah, and I I have a live rewrite. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. So you have Sarah Connor and she's googling and she finds it. <laughs> don't do. Don't have um, with you so far. Okay, yeah, I'm, so, I'm totally with you. Yeah. So Sarah Connor. Okay. Because so, 
Okay, there's an um, stay on target. Stay on target. Live rewrite. And, but instead of Google, but it's called Skynet. Don't yeah. don't send Terminators back and forth. No time travel. Present day okay. AI is at its peak. All Mark right. Zuckerberg's developing a new Terminator, and then she goes after that. And you just take on Zuck and the new Terminator in the present day. Um, because you're still Sarah Connor, and then you got to get the Bezos 800, and, and then you got to get you got to get Edward Furlong back in shape, and Furlong's game for it. He's he's out on the convention scene. He's ready to go, <laughs> and and you take it that way. Like don't do because they're retreading Terminator it, Two in this. It is a retread. It's a complete retread of Terminator Two with some gender reversals and and we were doing we were doing some heavy heavy mental gymnastics to try to fit modern furlong into this yeah and yeah. it just wasn't happening no even though at one point sarah connor is like i've already forgotten his face and i'm like they gotta somehow reunite these two yeah we gotta let this furlong dream die so well, we did get our dream of linda hamilton and on that front remember the uh cut scene from terminator 2 enlighten us so th there's a cut scene of terminator 2 where they go 20 years in the future and they're like michael jackson turned 50 and Whoa. Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor's talking about what happened, and then she's like, "But now John Connor's fighting in Congress." But it's it's <laughs> I've it, never seen that. You've never seen okay. YouTube, no. YouTube as soon as you get home. Okay. But Sarah Connor doesn't look that far off from how she looks in this movie. Really, she is. They aged her in in ninety one, and she looks pretty close. I thought pretty close to like how she did age in reality. That's cool. Um, so what's the point? So the point. <laughs> the point is. Linda Hamilton is back, she ladies is and gentlemen. Back. She is and, back. And she's ready to play. This, they, they, this put, they put her through a lot. I didn't think they were going to put her through as much as they did. They but. put her through a lot. She was ready. And yeah. this performance, I have to tell you, I was on board with it from the get-go. Like, it's a strange performance. Mm -hmm. Very strange. At times, she she has kind of this halted delivery which, as an editor, I was freaking out for these editors. Like, if you wanted to speed up one of her dialogue scenes. Yeah. Oh, man. That's why whenever you see her talking, they always cut away to someone else listening so that they can tighten up her words. Because it'll always be like, I'm here to kill Terminators. And that's every line. Mm -hmm. But it's got like a special quality to it that I really like. And it seems almost, it does seem not of this time, this performance. Yeah. And I was really into it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're using the force awakens model beat for beat. Mm. So mm -hmm. I agree. I don't know if Carrie Fisher's acting well in the force awakens. <laughs> I'm just so acting... fucking happy to see her. <laughs> right. That it yeah. doesn't matter. And yeah. she's consistent with her old acting. Yeah. It's consistency. So the plot as it is, is Tully, Cyber Tully, comes back. Uh, Lodge Mistress Mackenzie Davis. Who looks exactly like my wife, which makes this a very interesting <laughs> experience. And she is helping this, this woman from Mexico City uh, survive an attack against the new T-1000, whatever it's called, the T-9 or whatever. The, the Rev-9. Rev-9. Rev-9, sorry. What did you guys think of the Rev-9? I thought that dude was pretty, I mean, he looked like a nice guy. He did look like a nice guy. And so you want, I mean, you you think of Robert Patrick, you want a kind of a villainous 
Um, right. And a, more of a hardcore. He looked like an average dude as well. Which, well, see, which, that's that's yeah. the difference that Legion brings because now Skynet was prevented. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we have Legion. Yeah, that's the new Skynet. Uh, and Legion learned from the mistakes of Skynet, which never existed. So I don't know why the Terminators even remotely look like Terminators because they were prevented <laughs> from existing at all. Yeah. Oof. Anywho. Anywho. So Legion has learned that you need people skills to blend in and uh that paid off because he this, was he was he was making it happen he was really, really effective. personable he was really effective at being a nice guy yeah but then he's so effective at being a nice guy that when he turns into terminator mode and he's stalking him you're not very scared at least i wasn't i'm just like yeah here comes the nice no, guy. It's yeah. not intense. It's I, not intense like Robert Patrick. I thought the 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 machine design was really good. I thought it was a little bit of a new spin on the T1000 because it's essentially the T800 with a T1000 over it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it so can kind of split in two into the T1000 portion without the endoskeleton. And then they can be like tag team buddies. Right. Yeah. I thought that was kind of, that was, that was pretty cool once I got what was going on with it. Now, one gripe I have is the digital stunt doubles were Matrix Reloaded quality I in know. this movie. Yeah. The effects were pretty goddamn good. And then when someone jumps, yeah, it it's defies all physics. It doesn't matter if you're a robot, you still adhere to the laws of physics it sucks and it takes you out of it so yeah. much whenever mm -hmm. he's whenever he's doing the giant leaps and there were so many so of many them. of them whenever he's scampering up the side of something oh when he climbed that water tower oh, or whatever you and i groaned just so don't loud do that just don't do that jiminy man parkour it's, all over it's yeah. just it's just there's a weightlessness to it that it just undercuts any sort of tension that mm -hmm. you have going on. That wasn't the case back in 91, you yeah. know? Like, that's why those action set pieces are so timeless. Because they put in the deep, deep, difficult work to make sure that everything had weight to it. Yeah. Even when there was CG elements, it wasn't fully supported by CG. Yeah. Well, there's also a lot less CG in Terminator 2 than people realize. Like, it's, there's a it's lot of practical still, puppets. And, it's still mm -hmm. stunning yeah. that they pulled that off. See, if I were to go about doing this, I think the only move, because... We're, our pleasure centers are just blown out. Yeah, we've they're, seen they're all, all the fucking Avengers running on the screen at the same time. We've seen frayed and frazzled seventy-eight <laughs> Jedi fighting at once. <laughs> we don't fucking care anymore. We, we witnessed the Clone Wars. So, yeah, so make it smaller. Yeah, yeah. Go small. It's your only option because one, after so many mediocre box office performances by sequels. You're not guaranteed to make your money back. No, you are not. And this yeah. movie doesn't look like it's going to. And they must have spent so much money on these action sequences. And it's like, why not just... And your eyes are glazed over why for not half just, of them. Why not just use as your promotion point real stunts, no CG? Like that could be. I mean that. I mean we could we could rail on that forever. I feel like that yeah, yeah. ship unfortunately has sailed. But yeah. there, 
I, it, it did make me think, like, what if someone like Edgar Wright got a hold of this, you know, who was able to play into the funnier stuff, which we're about to get to, mm-hmm. as well as a love for practical, kinetic, energetic action set pieces. Yeah, yeah, because you try to outdo yourself and you end up shooting yourself in the it foot matter. because we, it just doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. We've, yeah. we've been to the summit. And when you say go smaller... That, I believe, ushers in the second Salad Dragon. Double Dragon! Double Dragon! Oh, wait, you had that in post. <laughs> when when they, they, have, they have these mysterious coordinates they need to go to because they've been getting text messages uh, about where the Terminators are going to be showing up for Sarah Connor to hunt them. And they end up at this cabin... And for a brief moment, I was like, oh, Eddie Furlong's going to be in there. <laughs> but then I remembered, you see the fucking scene in the trailer. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so they knock on the door, and out comes Arnold. Applause in the theater. Applause in the theater. We don't quite know what to make of him yet. Sarah Connor flips out. And you slowly realize that he is living a domesticated lifestyle that is fucking <laughs> hilarious. His name is now Carl. His yeah. name is Carl. The, my favorite sequence in the favorite sequence. And he's got cargo shorts on. He's got cargo. We were laughing our asses <laughs> off. His name is Carl. He runs a drapery service. He's got some opinions about drapes. And just watching him cut limes and put them in cervezas and handing them out whilst wearing cargo shorts, it completed something inside of me. And then to go from that scene outside to his idyllic HGTV backyard situation. With, he's got with, a dog. With a dog and he's he's wearing he's wearing a plaid like lumberjack shirt. Like it is so incredible. Like I'm just like, this is a Terminator movie? Like everybody's just sitting around having having a drink. His wife's gonna make some sandwiches. I couldn't believe how much fun I was having. With such a small moment, yeah, the whole know? the whole theater was was laughing, and the theater was loving they it. They could have just kept going with it, like it could have turned into like a a, do, a domestic dramedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just happened to know that there's a a robot and a robot human hybrid in the mix. You know, like, I I <laughs> I I have one small gripe. Yeah, he goes out of his way to say that his relationship with his new wife is not physical. Right. Which was funny because he was like, I'm a good listener and I'm funny. Right. But, you know, it's rated R. Why not just swing for the fences and say, like, I have a database of over 40 cunnilingual moves and can please my wife better than any human man. (laughs) Why not? It's like, who who gives a shit? Terminator sex. Yeah, Yeah, he was like, he was like. Our relationship is not physical. I change diapers and do not complain. Which, yeah, yeah, that's a PG-13 joke. So, yeah, I I agree. It could have gone a little deeper. But just knowing that there's so much fun to be had when you go smaller and when you trust that your characters are interesting. Yeah. You know? like. In the next scene where he's talking about drapes, it, it was the by far the funniest part of the movie. I was on the edge of my seat. I'm yeah, like, that I'm was like, hilarious. What advice is he going to dispense about drapes, and specifically drapes in a young girl's room? He's like polka dots, butterflies, <laughs> balloons. <laughs> I don't know what my accent was there, but yeah. you get the idea. Yeah, anything he could have said there, but then the comedy stops. 
the comedy stops dead. Yeah, and, and we are in planes. We are in automobiles. We are all over the place. And this, the last forty minutes of this movie is one of those where my eyes just glaze over. I'm just like, uh, yeah, been there. Oh, uh, yeah. we know we got to kill the Terminator. He, he does say the line, "I won't be back." And <laughs> And and so he he really uh, knows that th- this could be the last this time. Could be. This it could, could be. be. Could be. It takes forever to to finally kill off uh, the R five R nine V R V Rev Rev nine Rev nine Rev nine meets meets its demise at the Hoover Dam or wherever yeah. the hell. They yeah. Yeah. So they're flying around in a plane. It goes zero gravity for a little bit. They're in a Hummer falling out of the plane that has a parachute and then they land in the dam and it's just like all of this is so blatantly ridiculous that you can't take any of it seriously like people are swim fighting there's like there's like water fighting they're punching underwater there's there's just all sorts of bullshit going on that that is probably cost millions upon oh yeah millions i was just watching money dollars. burn like and I, and I wasn't excited about it i was just like oh man this must have cost so much money yeah. and yeah. there is a sensibility to the action direction that sidesteps a lot of the awesomeness that could be happening like there this movie just feels generic when it should feel so of a specific voice and the action scenes really lay that bare mm-hmm. like there there will be a moment where a car is falling out of the back of the plane and it's supposed to hit the rev nine and it like cuts away from the impact i i literally looked over and saw a man begin to clap and then stop because it was so poorly planned out speaking of beginning to clap when arnold leaves for the final mission yeah he that was picks, the irl silent <laughs> salad dragon he picks, oh. up the, he picks up the sunglasses and there's a little bit of do 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 people people Pe- started swelling people up people started about to clap They're like yeah and there was even a clap and then arnold puts the sunglasses down he doesn't put and, wa- and walks why? away why? why not why why not put on the sunglasses why tease what us are you like doing? that See, this was my live rewrite of Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, which is you can bring the franchise full circle if you have him be the villain again. Yeah. Because he started out as a villain. We forget because he was so beloved in T2 as the nice guy Terminator. To me, that's the only way to do it. Bring it full circle. Make him bad again. You know? Well, well, it kind of starts well, with does, that, but yeah. it's still like they found another way, and it and it involves giving the fans blue balls, yeah, <laughs> cyber blue balls. Well, in 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 the way that this movie's asking us to forget all the crappy Terminator movies, it's kind of like when you see evidence in court, and then the judge is like, "This is inadmissible," and you're like, "Well, I <laughs> fucking saw it. I saw yeah. it. So and this appears to I be aping a lot yeah. of that." style well and i don't remember most of the movie but the last terminator movie i think gets points for effort in that it's a movie about time travel so they were going and revisiting other points in the franchise sure which now is the ripe time to do that because we've come close to perfecting de-aging right so why not 
play with time instead of doing a complete retread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you're yeah. spending the money already. You're spending ungodly sums yeah. on shit that we don't even... We were looking through the screen. So, when they're at the dam, <laughs> Arnold crawls up uh, along the side of the dam and you thought maybe you thought he was dead you didn't really think he was dead but he's back now and that's when they fully give you a taste of the theme music they haven't given you the full the full orchestration yet until that moment and i know like in in whatever minds we're putting this together they're like that's going to be a huge applause break but it's not like we're no. exhausted at that point. And hearing that music there, I'm like, Jesus Christ, guys, you could have bolstered so much of this movie with layering that music in. Like, oh, that's such a good segue to just briefly bitch about how awful the trailer was. Yeah. yeah for yeah. this movie. Oh, my God. The, I'm going hunting. These downbeat, these downbeat <laughs> trailer covers have got to stop. Yeah. I don't know if there's any end in sight. But they gotta stop. Like it's just they're yeah. so bad. It's just not cool. It's never it's never been cool. You're taking these old themes, slowing them down, making dark a dark version of them. And like, they're doing it also so they don't have to pay for the original. Like yeah, the yeah. cover is so much less yeah. to pay for. Anyway, all that said, I did enjoy myself during this. Like there's a lot. There is a lot to enjoy if you're a Terminator fan. Yeah, I would say for the Terminator diehards, I do recommend seeing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Even if you do skip all the others, which you can, mm-hmm. you're going to have a great time if you just manage your expectations. My expectations were zero yeah. going into this. I mean, I was hoping for the best, as always, but you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't think this was going to be a brilliant cap to the series. But what I got... You know, I was entertained. I just, again, I just wish they would really be more thoughtful with these action set pieces and realize we don't want to see a bunch of shit go down in a murky CG underwater universe, you know? Yeah. No, and it started off promising because when Grace Mackenzie Davis, a.k.a. Lodge Mistress, I was intrigued. Yeah. Like, she... Well, she, you know, was, she, she was augmented, which was cool, I thought. Yeah. Rather than have a full Terminator, have it human with augmentations. Yeah, and then she kind of crashes because of her advanced metabolism, so they have to rob a Mexican drugstore. Yeah. All mm-hmm. that's very compelling. And then uh, then there's a lot of who gives a shit for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and then they end up in, you know, uh, a steam and spark and flame factory uh, appropriately for the ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. I thought this movie was a lot smarter than it ended up being at the beginning, because instead of the spark factory, they were just in a, a car plant in yeah. Mexico. Yeah. And people are seeing their jobs get replaced by robots. And I'm like, oh, this movie might actually have something to say. And then it didn't. No. <laughs> it makes little tiptoes towards being relevant with now, but it doesn't It doesn't fully commit, so you're left with this intermediate pandering situation, you mm-hmm. know? And that's where all the big ideas, quote-unquote, end up. And- well, and it's it's begging you to not give a shit because it's like... Well, we prevented Judgment Day, but hang on. It pretty much happened anyway. It's now called Legion. Yeah. And so 
how can you not be cynical about when, that? When this yeah. movie ends, I'm just like, well, what if they send another Rev-9 tomorrow from Legion 2.0? Yeah, which they're paving the way for. Yeah, Kind of reminded me of the second Death Star that shows up in Force Awakens where I'm like, fuck you guys. <laughs> we worked so hard to kill that first Death Star yep. and you're going to build this one anyway. Yeah. Well, it, it, it uh-huh. does. It, it sets the table for another sequel because although Arnold dispatches with the Rev-9, he, he had a perfect chance to give a thumbs up callback mm-hmm. to T2 Was before, hoping for it. before he sacrifices himself. But nope, he just. Uh, he says, um, for John. For John. And then he's done. Well, remember, diff- different robot. So he has no memory of that's, doing that because it true. wasn't him. But still, it's, it's, like, it's into his DNA. He knows. <laughs> he knows about the thumbs up. But uh, at the end, Sarah Connor and Danny take off in the jeep and instead of driving off into the stormy horizon all of part one they drive down a street they, in pasadena they drive down a prius line street in like pasadena it's it doesn't have the same impact no Ooh, yeah that's that's a that's a gemini man caliber yes. fizzle yes yeah, yeah. With your, if that's your final shot you gotta really reconsider but that said, I'm really, I'm really curious to see where these cyber bones are going. So let's go to damn cybernetic bones. Who to start with? Justin, you're the guest tonight. You set the tone. Well, this this bone count's got a ceiling for sure because, man, there's a lot to live up to here. Yeah. So. This being the third best Terminator movie is not really saying too much. But it's saying something. I mean, it's a course correction for the best in a lot of ways. And in other ways, it's just impossible to care. Right. Uh, The only move you have really is to pivot 180 degrees or... Or are you Piven 180 degrees and yeah, have Jeremy Piven be the Terminator? Digitally de-aged Jeremy <laughs> Piven. You know, it, this is never going to happen. It's a losing battle. We're just going to be beaten to death with the franchises we love till we die. But I am always more interested in movies that are inspired by, but go a different path. So, sure. you know... It, you're inspired by Back to the Future and Terminator, so you don't make Terminator 17, you make Looper. Right. Which is new and right. exciting mm-hmm. and good, mm-hmm. and it doesn't cost re- $200 million. You can True. spot the references, but at least it's telling a different story. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes you want to make RoboCop and Short Circuit, but you get chappy, and yeah. that's collateral damage. It's, it's going to happen. It doesn't always work out. So... That's my way of saying two bones. Two solid bones, Brother Bishke. Right there with you, Brother Justin. Mm. I think you nailed it when it's like, this is kind of a Force Awakens of the Terminator franchise, using some old ideas that worked well, using some old actors that are magnificent. <laughs> Linda Hamilton. <laughs> Linda Hamilton. I mean, if you're a Terminator fan, this is go see this movie like for you like you got to see her performance it's strange it's it's almost jack nicholsonian at yeah. some points yeah. just with her strange delivery and 
they cut to her driving a car and uh, I was zoning out. And for a split second, I thought it was Michael Douglas. <laughs> I thought she was Michael Douglas for real. Yeah. Yeah. No, they make her do stunts. They put her through the whole gambit. And um, yeah, she uh, she performs. Um, Arnold. Wonderful. <laughs> um, hilarious. You think this is it? Um, I think it's it because this movie's bombing. <laughs> and I don't know that they'll be able to say, okay, green light, another $200 million Terminator movie yeah, anytime you're right. soon. Money talks, money talks. I think people after Genesis got turned off to the franchise, maybe, and people, Arnold might not be a box office draw anymore. You think? <laughs> anyway, he, he'll have another good movie that will be not a Terminator movie. I pray. It'll be like Stallone Copland style. They'll, yeah. they'll do something. Some 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 young director will be like, I'm going to give him the role of a lifetime. Yeah, cuz they've been they've been trying to make another Conan movie forever. I know. Yeah. That's not going to be it. Yeah. It's going to be something unexpected. No, he, he's bordering on VOD a lot lately, but I was very upset Furlong was not in this. I like Mackenzie Davis. I think she's a good actress. The other ac- actors I was could give or take. Uh, it's two bones better than Genesis. See it if you're a Terminator <laughs> fan. If you don't give a shit about Terminators, which I don't know who you are, but <laughs> I don't want to know you. I don't want to know you. All right. <laughs> All right. Two bones from both of y'all. You know, I enjoyed myself so much, albeit sporadically during this, that I I was thinking about three at one point. But then it just that the action, the action set pieces. The like final three, the plane, the dam, and then the spark and flame factory. Ah, it's just so boring. I don't want these digital jumps. I don't want these CG scrambling up the side of buildings bullshit. Like make us feel something. Yeah. I felt nothing for the last third of the movie, which is deadly for a movie. Yeah. And I was enjoying myself. I was really enjoying it. So I think for that salad dragon scene, the second one with Arnold serving drinks in his cargo shorts, that's an extra half. I got to give it two and a half bones. Right on. If you're a Terminator fan, there's so much nutrients in here for you. You have to see this movie and you should go out and support it in the theater. If you really believe in the Terminator, because there's glimpses of an amazing movie in here. But yeah, as like, it is, two and a half. Yeah, like make her an inventor or someone, not just a resistance fighter. Because sure. that's exactly what John Connor was. Yeah. yeah, she is John. So it doesn't get more blatant than that. <laughs> All right. Well, well term, bro- Terminator Lucas, Dark Fate. Yeah. What would, let's let's guess what Lucas would have okay, done. Okay, I'm going to say Seth. Seth, I've, I'll put a two with, with, with yep. Justin and I. Brother Seth. And then for Brother Lucas... Uh, he would have been struggling throughout. I think he'd give it one for uh, Linda Hamilton. But he will give it one for Linda Hamilton. He would have yeah. loved Linda tonight. Yeah, yeah. He would have said gravitas so many times. Yeah. And it would have delighted him if yeah. he were to stay awake through yeah. her performance. That's dork fate, y'all. Brother Justin, thank you for coming on and being our uh, resident Skynet expert. It was great watching it with you guys, especially knowing our history with Terminator 2, especially with our father. <laughs> if, yeah. if this podcast doesn't end with an excerpt from Edward Furlong's album, I don't know what podcast oh, I'm oh, on. Oh, shit. Well, drop it. Here we go. <laughs>
<laughs> Stay tuned for some furlong songs. You're welcome. Love and light, y'all. Love and light. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Hi, Movie Lodgers. This is Seth Anderson coming in from the Great White North. We're at 15 degrees for a high today. And I uh, just wanted to leave my thoughts on the new Terminator film. Uh, I guess I'll set the table and tell you that Terminator 2, to me, is the greatest action film of all time. Moment by moment, I believe it is packed with so many good ideas, and it's, it's kind of a miracle. And I tell people, you know, uh, if you want to see where $200 million goes in the, in the right hands, that's the movie to see. So uh, I, I, I love Terminator 1 as well, and uh, the premise up to then, uh, with T1 and T2 up to now, rather, is is very limited. I've said this to Brother Bishke many times that I think Terminator hit its philosophical ceiling on what you could do with it in Terminator 2, and I think the story was told. It was about fate, and it was about um, in the first one, and about um, free will, and, in the, and that with the time travel premise and its circular nature, Terminator 1 was very well broken in Terminator 2. So the cycle there and the ending of Skynet in that second film to me, it was over and opening on that road and saying at the end of the day, Terminator was about free will and opening up the future. That was great, and it is a masterpiece. So Terminator Dark Fate and all those sequels that have come before it that we're supposed to forget, they are they're already handicapped. Um, I love seeing Linda Hamilton again. I think she's still a very capable actor um, and very, very kind of surprisingly capable as an action star. I thought Millie, I mean, Mackenzie Davis was pretty good. And, um, the, you know, performance is fine, whatever. But it is treading water. It does not need to exist. I don't care. And I give it one and a half bones. I give it mostly for Linda Hamilton and the return of Jim Cameron, giving it a shot. But he doesn't care because he's working on Avatar 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. So uh, these were worthless uh, gestures with Terminator Dark Fate, all these people working together. And, um, you know, we live in a Force Awakens world, and these are going to happen more and more. You know, hey, it was a good time, moment by moment, watching it, though, and I'll give it that. So, one and a half stars, one and a half phone from uh, Seth up here, and I hope to see you guys or talk to you guys virtually soon on the LodgeCast. With love, cold kisses, I'm signing off. LodgeMaster, it is I, Brother Lucas, the resident hothead, calling in to give my bone count for Terminator Dark Fate a.k.a. T6, Judgment Day, again. Oh, man, where do I begin with this? It's like years in the making in the sense that you've got Cameron tangentially related to the franchise again after jettisoning the rights uh, many years ago. Bottom line is if you're going to make a 2019 Terminator film with the original principles of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton, you also got to have, you know, John Connor himself, Edward Furlong, who I know has not uh, really done well since the original uh, sequel in the intervening years. Uh, that being said, the third film with these principles should have been made back in the 90s when it could have been more substantially dramatic. Uh, as is, I just felt they botched it from top to bottom, but uh, I appreciated seeing Linda Hamilton on screen. Uh, as well as Arnold, I just wish the storyline uh, was different. You know, I was doing the live rewrite in my head while I was watching it alone at the Burbank 16, thinking, gosh, it would be cool if we opened 
with John and Sarah Connor on the land, you know, hiding for the rest of their lives from multiple Terminators that all got sent down together in 1991, you know, during T2 Judgment Day. So it's like they're constantly killing young Arnold, like de-aged Arnold, you know, T-100s or whatever. And as, you know, we open, we see them in Mexico. You know, Edward Furlong is his usual bloated, haunted, drug addict self. Because clearly he's suffering from trauma while his mom is still his main protector. And in the first act, as they're trying to flee this new badass ultimate hombre, they then meet this young girl who's a total random nobody, but because they've crossed paths, her fate is forever altered, and then she becomes, you know, their their like guardian angel or whatever, and so then Sarah Connor dies, and then John's protecting the girl, and then John dies, and then the girl, you know, has to fight, like fight Arnold or whatever. It's like the girl versus Arnold or something like that, you know, like just to really make it dramatic but as is man this was a two-bone affair i gave it one bone for linda hamilton and one bone for arnold because this is their swan song victory lap and we will never see them again on the silver big screen have a database of over 40 cunnilingual moves 